You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's R&B Divas After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's R&B Divas After Show. I'm thinking of and your girlfriend. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. And she came back. Well, well, well. Why are you messing it up? You messing it up. I was doing so good, too. <laughs> hey, what's up, you guys? You're tuning into After Buzz TV for R&B Divas LA Season 2. And we are listening to Chrisette Michelle's um, Epiphany, I'm Leaving. That's yes. a hot song. So, hot. Um, welcome back, Meg Scoop. Hi, y'all. I missed you guys. How's we it going? You. It's going great. All right. Um, if you didn't know, she's been busy, you know, doing her acting and some other mm-hmm. stuff. And she was uh, in the last season of the game on BT. So anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm Bam Erickson. Please introduce yourselves. What's up? I'm Megan Thomas. And I am Alfred Nolan Thomas the second. My cousin from a different auntie Yo. family. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we have a lot that we're going to cover. So let's go on to Michelle first. So Michelle mm-hmm. uh, did her promo, her her PSA. Right. For the foundation with Tony Cornelius, who's the son of Don, of the late great Don Cornelius, the founder of Soul Train. What right. did you guys think about that? I'm glad she's talking about her suicide, but I think it's very evident that she is not healed from from the, the the depression and the dark things that even made her contemplate suicide because it's so raw for her. Every time she talks about it, she cries, and so it's still very real to her. And I think she should do some healing. Probably talk to a therapist or somebody about it. But I. I Go ahead. Well, I mean, it is kind of really new. Six months mm-hmm. is right. not long mm-hmm. ago right. for that to be a situation that for people who go through trauma in life, I think, uh, especially if it's something to that magnitude and it's, you know, doing it to yourself, I think it's like, you know, the bigger fear is you being alone and having to deal with your thoughts and you never know when that can hit, you know, and then when it comes to it's not like a drug or anything, it's really something that, you know, Life is precious and very serious. And I mean, for her to be taking the steps and, and exposing herself the way she is and it being so fresh, I think is something that is commendable as well as something that, you know, people need to know is not something you keep to yourself no right. matter. Mm-hmm. Once it's something, an issue, you gotta let as many people know. Right. And, and who's to say that Michelle is not getting help, mm-hmm. but the fact that you have to do the PSA. Right. You have to do it in front of cameras, and then there's other cameras that are taping you, and there's lights and these all these other things, and, and there's there's more pressure, right. I guess, because yep. well, you're because you're being filmed for a reality show, and so it could be double pressure. But I don't see. I don't. I don't think she's crying because of pressure. I really think it's because it's so raw and it's so real. Because she says to Claudette that she hasn't spoken to anybody about the the suicide. The first time was really when she did the diva logs. Mm-hmm. So for you to not talk about that and express that to people, not tell people about that, that's 
this is still so very new and mm-hmm. it's so so it's something that you have to talk through and you have to get through. And I think she's at the very, very beginning stages of that. And she even says that, you know, when, mm-hmm. when Claudette tells her that she's, you know, Claudette was like, I'm past that. You know, I'm like getting the muck off me. I'm not mm-hmm. in the muck. Yeah. But then, of course, Michelle is like, yo, I'm still there. So I think that goes to say, you know, this is th- she's going to really need some time to heal from that, especially because she's so, you know, so real. It's so new to her. And then also with this being new and she hasn't really spoke, she says she hasn't talked to, uh, spoke to anyone about it. I do wonder what made her not make that decision. Was there someone that she spoke to and will that person maybe come onto the show to talk to her, speak to her again? I don't know. This, it's, it's a lot, but you know, can, uh, what, you know, what can we say? Mm -hmm. Right. But I will say this when she was when she started crying at the PSA and she said, you know, I can't believe I almost did that. And I would have left my kids with nothing Mm -hmm. like everything and nothing. I would have left them. And that's I think that's a very that's probably part of the sadness, the guilt as a mother that you would have done something like that. And you thought, you know, when she explained last episode that she wanted to kill herself because she felt like her her mom died or grandma couldn't take it. So she felt like, why should I be here? And I think that's part of the the reason why she's so sad too is this is the guilt. I almost took myself away from my children. And then what would they have had? Nothing. Mm -hmm. So I, I, yeah. That's real though. That's yeah, real. Uh, and then speaking of another uh, touchy situation, now let's go into Little Mo. So Little Mo tells uh, she she goes to Claudette to get advice on what should she do to inform the kids because she thinks the kids know. And there was a text message that she got from her daughter Heaven or that she saw saying that her mommy looked um, that her mother looks miserable, and I don't want her and I don't want her to look like that. So Claudette says to her that she has to, um, my note to Messi, but Claudette basically gave her advice and just told her that, you know, you need to go and you need to let them know. Because I guess the first time when she got divorced, she said she didn't tell the kids that. a new daddy. That was crazy. It's like, here's your new daddy. I said, word. No, she didn't. reveal. That's not it. I was like, man. Here's our new daddy. No, she didn't do that. I don't think she just, she just didn't talk about the divorce, right? She just didn't really say, it's kind of like, well, yeah, your dad's not here, but we're really not going to talk about why. I think a new man, ding dong, hello, here's your new daddy. Yep. That reminds me of Don't Be a Menace to, uh, Don't Be a Menace in the Hood by Drinking Your Juice, blah, blah, blah. She's like, are you my daddy? So, but, but anyway. So, girl. So, so, uh, so then she goes and she, um, she calls the kids in and, and she says she says to them she says y'all not in trouble <laughs> right cause they all was like oh lord they was like oh lord and so what do you guys think about you know the discussion that Little Mo had with her kids I was I mean I was glad that it was able to be put on TV but I would have preferred that a real private joint mm-hmm. and then be like a we talked about it kind of thing just <laughs> right. cause I mean it's it's something that you feel bad for kids to have to go through right. it all. And then, like, when the little boy was like, I just want my daddy to be around. I want to see him every day. You know, I mean, it's just sad to put that. Because, I mean, even though the divorce is was real and what they got to deal with, now being on the show, that moment is forever there to be, you know, saw. Mm. It's it's not the same kind of experience. It's like I wouldn't want that for any kid. But at the same time, being somebody that's in the... um spotlight or, or in the public eye it becomes even more of a I hope this doesn't on the long term end up hard for them to deal with because you can't you can't help that 
she's a little more, but it being something that is, and it's her second uh, di- uh, divorce situation, and it seems like it's something that I don't want to see those kids having to deal with public Twitter or whatever, as well as with their situation, which is real right. sensitive and kind of, you know, shocking and all that. Yeah, that's that's an intimate. They got wild, I expect. Right. I mean, I think it's it's a very intimate moment. You know what I mean? Like to find out that your mom and your dad are getting divorced and that you no longer are going to have the stability that you've been having. Now you got to wonder as a kid, like, okay, well, whose house do I live at? When do I see my dad? When do I see my mom? I don't feel like that's something that should have been shared on national television because these children are going to have to be, you know, when they go to school, their friends are going to be like, I saw you on TV and you talking about your mom and daddy getting divorced. And like, that's, that's, Mm. that's sensitive. You know what I mean? Like that's that's real and that's raw, and these kids shouldn't have to deal with that in the public. So I, I do agree with you that she should have probably, you know, had that that conversation off camera and then came back and talked about what happened. But I don't think that that was something that we should have seen. I kind of I kind of felt a little. Um, I didn't feel right when I was watching it. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt like I probably shouldn't be watching this. You know what I mean? For a moment, that I really was like, I don't I don't want to watch this because I feel bad. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for the kids. But at the same time, I will say it was really refreshing to see how close right. she is with her kids mm-hmm. and how it's us against the world and they don't judge their mom for nothing. Not that there was any reason for her to be judged, but at the same time, it wasn't like... I think it's something that you could tell they're going to get closer together as a family. Right. So I didn't mind saying that. And not... I mean... It is something for the producers mm-hmm. to decide to put on or whatever, but I, I just think that it was it was just a weird thing. It's like watching a weird car crash. And then let me also just mention this. And then Heaven mentions that she didn't like Philip, right. which is the ex-husband. Ooh. So this is where it can get sticky because let's think about the whole situation with Don and her um, her ex-husband Dre how Don you know right. put some things out there about her ex-husband and he went ballistic and mm-hmm. he told everything so it was just kind of one of those things where it's like okay now that Whoa. if if Philip you know if Philip is watching which I'm sure he isn't yeah. but you know it's going to get back to him that now you have the daughter who's saying that she didn't like Philip so right. as a man who's been raising uh, who's been raising um uh Hold on, is heaven? No, heaven's not his. Heaven's so, not his. so to be raising a stepdaughter, you know, Philip may think or wonder, hmm, I wonder if Mo concocted that and had her say that for the. So there's all kind of little things that can happen through right. that. So I'm gonna agree with you guys that they should have left that out. Like they should. I think the well, the way I don't know if this is how they meant it, but the way it was edited for the show mm-hmm. was more like heaven didn't like him because of her mother's reaction to him mm-hmm. meaning she said her, her mom was always crying yeah so i don't know if it was necessarily like i don't like you because you're mean to me but i think it was more like i don't like you because every time you and my mom are talking she's upset and she cries right but and thank you for thank you for clarifying that i just meant in the sense of the fact that the stepdaughter is saying this right. and saying that he's making mommy cry it could it could backfire and now he can have something to say to it just it's a whole mess that his, that can erupt. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like with the kids half being his, half not, it it is it's so sensitive all around because I, I, I would imagine with the controversy that he has to deal with being in the church and the way they broke up and then going into <laughs> my son's over there with her and, and how they feel is how she feels is the dominant you know, ideology within the house. Of course, as a son, he's going to hear whatever about his dad. I think that's just, I feel bad for that boy. 
I just, mm-hmm. I, I just, again, I, this is something to me, I feel like, you know, you have to make, especially, I mean, I don't have any kids, but as a parent, I would think that you have to make an executive decision and go, okay, I know we've signed up for this show. I know this is putting money in our pocket, food on our table. Um, but I think there's a few things that probably sh- as a parent, you should say no. Mm-hmm. And I think this situation was one that should have been said no to. We shouldn't have been able to see such an f- intimate family moment that is very sensitive. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? These kids are dealing with the fact that their family's broken up. And now the whole entire world gets to see it, which means the whole entire world gets to judge it. And that's not fair to them. Yeah. Uh, well, let's let's move on. <laughs> why, why are you laughing? You don't believe? It's got so serious. <laughs> <laughs> because it is. Divorce is serious. It yeah. got so serious. Well, you're little. I mean, you know what I mean? He's a little boy. So I don't know. I get so it. Yeah. I don't have an opinion, but why don't you? Why don't you have an opinion? You got an opinion. You just don't want to say it. What's your opinion, Bam? I don't have an opinion about Whatever. it. Whatever. It, <laughs> she, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Okay. You know, and I know. Yeah, I already know. I'm sure I'm going to get comments about you know why I've chosen not to say anything, but I'm just not. <laughs> so it is what it is. Uh, Leela Jam- uh, James goes and gets a tattoo, Ooh-hoo. and. I have an opinion. Go ahead. No, you go ahead because you're over here, Mister Non-Opinion. Go ahead. You finally got a piece. I want to hear it. Go. I feel you're. I feel she's too old to all of a sudden <laughs> to get a tattoo. <laughs> Who wakes up? I'm. I'm just gonna say, Leela has to be thirty. Who just wakes up at, she's as thirty? A, I'm. I'm saying at low end, she's thirty years old. Yeah, low end. At low end, okay. I'm gonna give her thirty. Yeah. She's probably older, but I'm gonna say thirty. But <laughs> at safe, yeah. but at low end, who just wakes up? As a potentially thirty-year-old, and say, you know what? I think I want a tattoo. It's one thing if you have multiple tattoos and you want to keep right. He's completely tatted, and so if it's it's one thing does hurt. Yeah, it's one thing if Black says, "Oh, you know, I'm going to add another tattoo to 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 the arm, to the sleeve, or whatever he does." But to just wake up and say, "I want a tattoo." So hold on, wait a minute. So you putting an age limit on when you can get your first tattoo? Yes, I am. I can agree to that. Well, I will tell you, 30 is not, if that's the case, that's not, that shouldn't be the age limit. I'm saying minimum. <laughs> I don't think she's 30. I'm being, I'm, I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just saying. Just a little young. I'll Google, I'll, while we're having this conversation, I'll Google her age just so that I could, so I it sounds I don't better. think there's a, a minimum age limit. I think it matters more so what is your tattoo about? What does it represent? What does it look like? You know, mm-hmm. I don't think it matters. I think if it was something it was nice. like, I think she got like a breast tat at this age. I would have been like, honey, you are way too old to be getting a tattoo on your breast. <laughs> you too old for that. But I think it's it was a music note and it was on her wrist. Yeah. And I think it represents, you know, who she is and what she does. And I don't think that's too much of an issue. Yeah, well, it wasn't bad. It just, you know, decisions. Do you she think she's too old to be getting a tattoo? No, I, I mean, I was fine with it. But at the same time, I understand where he's coming from, where... It, it is a younger generations Who? kind of thing than it's than you being a Caesar person because your skin changes as you get older and you. Don't so what you mean? It's, your skin gets too leathery you to put a tattoo it on it. Gets it all. It be hurting more. Is that what you're trying to say? It hurts more when you're older. I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying. Say. I'm just saying. Who in their 30s decide? Oh, I think I'm gonna get get a tattoo. That just. It's a lot of people. I'm sure. A fourth. Okay. Well. <laughs> 
Uh, Why are you hating on her like that? Why are you hating on Lila with her first tattoo? Maybe she just didn't feel like... Maybe she said something she always wanted, but maybe she didn't have a support group or some friends who were like, we'll take you, we'll go the with The way you. that she was bickering and crying and it hurts and I don't want to... And, and I'm scared of pain, please. Yeah, she, she wasn't ready for that. She should have conveyed that in her confessional if that's what wanted. But maybe she I did. Think- but okay. they cut that out. Yeah. All right. Well, m- my service is not coming up. I'm going to hopefully her age comes up. But again, <laughs> I think she's too old to to have to all of a sudden wake up and say, oh, I think I want a tattoo. Sorry. I was rolling that Chrisette like rolled on the floor when when she started screaming. I love Chrisette. She's, she's I cool. like her swag and I style and how she, she comes whispers, up. She talks like this. She's she like a, um, really a like musical that. theater kid. Can you can you whisper the iTunes like that? Yes. I don't really have a whisper voice. Is this whispering? Yeah. I was one of those kids in school. I'd be like, hey, can you pass the notes? And then the teacher would be like, Megan. I'm like, I didn't say anything. <clears throat> you know, I got a husky voice. But if you like R&B Divas LA, which I'm sure you do, make sure you subscribe to our iTunes podcast. It's really simple. Just go to iTunes. You can search after Buzz TV R&B Divas and you will see our little podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. It's free, free ninety nine. Hey, and give us five stars. Let us know what you think. You can comment on there as well. You dig? You dig? I dig. <laughs> I, I, I dug. Let's go into Claudette. So now they all were dressed up in their nice Sunday's best, and mm-hmm. they all strutting down the the street. And Mo says, "You know, we look look like we marching down, uh, like we uh, on usher board, mm-hmm. right?" And so they go into the um, they go into this office to meet Rico, who is the. Caesar? I thought his name was Caesar. I thought it was Rico. Caesar. It's Caesar. It's Puerto Rico boo. Yeah, Caesar. Caesar. Get your life right. Yeah. <laughs> well, go ahead, Megan. Break it down for me, please. So anyway, what the heck happened was they went to uh, see Caesar meet with him so he could talk to them about the Puerto Rico um, project. Mm-hmm. And so we find out here, not only is it just the song, it's also <gasps> them performing at Carnival. Leela James is 31. Sorry. <laughs> well, we get all quiet. But I was like, oh. I thought she was older, and I think I thought she was older because she has such a soulful voice. And to me, you know that that conveys age. That's not shade. Know? I'm sorry, Leela. No, that's not shade for me. I thought she was older just because I didn't think she looked older. I think she acted older. She, she carries herself, yeah. Right. Soul. She's she's an old soul. She's a soulful lady. Thank she's you for like cleaning that up for me. The Franklin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all, all right. I'm sorry. Continue. But yes, um, so of course we find out that they're also singing, performing at Carnival. Yeah. Which ain't, has nothing to do with rides. Right, little Mo. I love little Mo. I love you, little Mo. She's like, is there going to be rides? No, no, little Mo. (laughs) And so Caesar says that they're not only, that not only they're going to be there in attendance, but they're going to create a song for a commercial and then they're going to perform the song at Carnival. Mm -hmm. And so now everyone thought that they were going to, uh, to Puerto Rico to, have a good time. Have a good time. No, I think Lil Mo was just being funny. I think you. you no, I that, think they really felt that way. It's just a little bit of wishful thinking. They just didn't probably think it was going to be as big. Because I think <laughs> right. what happened was when Caesar started really getting into their itinerary for the trip, it was like, whoa, 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 we working. All and right. I think that's why Lil Mo came up with the let's talk about these money. Mm-hmm. How much they getting paid? That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay, so there's a couple things. So now. This is what they have to do, and Little Mo asks, "What's the money looking like?" Mm-hmm. And 
then it was cut or edited to now Michelle saying that we're all lead singers and that the song is three minutes. Um, do you think that that was cut out on purpose? Oh, yeah. Or, now, I'll say this. I think that although it kind of maybe came out of nowhere, I thought that was the best thing for Little Mo to do because if you... And I don't, I hate to, you know, compare and contrast, but when you think about what happened to the ladies at RB Divas Atlanta, look how they got screwed out of the, the Grammy situation with Faith right. Evans mm-hmm. because no one talks about the business. So the fact that she's like, all right, what's going down with the money? Right. Um, that was something I felt was important while all the ladies was there, mm-hmm. get it out the way and see what's going on and then agree if they're going to do it or not. Right. And so obviously they did agree to it because they do go to Puerto Rico mm-hmm. and then. And then Michelle asked about, you know, with the song being three minutes and we're all these singers, how is this all going to work out? Right. And then they have eight weeks to do the song. So what are your thoughts about this whole uh, Puerto Rico thing? Do you think it's going to be successful? Do you think the meeting went well? What do you think? I think the meeting went as well as it could. I mean, at the end of the day, it's their managers who really uh, do the fine tuning, knocking out numbers. So that could just be them, you know saying we're down just to say we're down to the ink gets to the uh, paper but I think it's something that's positive I think it's the one of a great idea if not uh, one of the better ideas that they've had on the show I think it's something that allows them to connect to a wider audience as well as you know show these ladies in a, a really cool kind of atmosphere so I was I'm excited to see how right. all that develops uh, but like I, like little Mo did I, I think I agreed with her because with the way things have tend to go with R&B divas, it's always <clears throat> looks good. And then it breaks down with and, and you can all count to ill preparation and not speaking up. So, I mean, it, it comes off like she was like being bold or whatever as far as just throwing it in there. But I mean, you, you almost have to do it nowadays just to make sure things are done right because you don't want to get walked on right. by accident. Right. <clears throat> I mean, I think that it's um, it's really hard when you have a bunch of of chiefs and no Indians. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and that's essentially what all these women are. Mm-hmm. And when you try to put them on a song, I think the issue comes with you got to give them all equal lead time, and that can be very hard. So, is it does everyone get four bars? Like, mm-hmm. like what what is what does that equal out to? And if the song's only three minutes, mm-hmm. like how much singing can they really do? Whose voice matches up with whose? Whose voice can go after? You know what I mean? There's a lot of things to worry about. And I think when you got a lot of lead singers, this is going to be mm-hmm. hairy. There's going to be some issues. And then there's the writing. Cause you know, um, I know little Mo, um, pretty much all of them are writers. Mm-hmm. So they all want a part of the publishing. So it's one of these things where it's like, well, because Claudette brought the, because Claudette brought the idea to them, she is initially, she's like the producer, so she's really entitled to more right. as far as some aspect mm. of the business. So it's like, okay, well, will they, within one verse, they could, hmm, they can maybe split it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, well, I that's what I'm saying, yeah. but even still, like, you know, that's, it's gonna be, and, and that's, it, yeah, it's and gonna that's be where difficult. it gets hairy because people are like, I don't like that. I don't like, I don't want to go after her. You got a lot of issues like that. And I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's, there's, there's going to be some drama because of how this song has to be formatted. I can already predict Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Prediction. (laughs) That's my prediction. Okay. And then speaking of, um, let's speaking of background, let's go into Miss Shantae Moore. Shade. Lies. So Shantae. Mm. 
Shantae is wait. A, before we do that, we have to talk about Chrisette. Well, I, I was gonna I was gonna do her last just oh, because okay. it, you yeah, know so we were talking about background. Okay, that's right, cool. Ahead, yeah, let's do it. Go ahead. No, I was so talking about Shantae. I love Miss Shantae more. I love her. However, this honey, you you messed up in the head if you think you about to have these three chicks that's also lead singers be singing background on your song. And when she presented it to them, I kind of was like, let me hear how she's going to say this. Because, of course, we already know the song is done. But uh, but I was like, I don't know how this is going to be. But then when she presented it, she made it seem like, okay. Like, you know, like, it's it's like you guys will get to do a lot of collaboration with it. It's She didn't, to me, I didn't get that they were going to be background singers. But then as they were, you know, recording their parts, I mean, I would have been just like Chrisette. And I would have said, okay, let me just put this out there. Uh, I've never sang background and I'm not about to sing background. Nah, I don't feel right about this. So I appreciate her honesty. <laughs> Love Chris up for that. I mean, I, I think it was very cut and dry. She said one thing and, and decided to, at the last minute, do something else. And I don't know, I don't necessarily chalk that up to her. It, it seems like from the very beginning, management had their tidbits to want to uh, say about even the idea of doing the single. And I think she got them to do that, but when it comes down to actual percentages and it counting towards her trying to do her album, because everything was, in a sense, in order to launch her stuff. So I figured that probably, <clears throat> oh, you about to give them all this and da-da-da, then it's not really your song. It'd be, you you know, right. I feel like that probably took place, mm-hmm. and that made her just try to see if she could just pull one over on their eyes. Like I said, with Chrisette having such an artsy-fartsy... <laughs> Um, not the norm kind of girl. Mm-hmm. I, it was perfect caricature for her to to talk and be innocently blunt like a child mm-hmm. almost. And everybody else is like feeling the same way, but because they're coming at it as what grown-ups would do with not say nothing and just kind of thinking in the head, it became like an awkward dynamic where, you know, I, I was expecting a little Mo to say something at that right. point after she had said something at the Puerto Rican thing. But it wasn't. It was more just they kind of left her hanging. Right. <laughs> Well, oh. No, I was just going to say, I, I think, I, I don't have a problem with what Shantae is trying to do, but I think she should have been honest about it from mm-hmm. the jump. When she told the ladies, I think she should have told them, look, I kind of want y'all to do background. I got the song already done. Like, she should have been upfront with them so that they could make the decision if they wanted to be a part of it. You can't tell people, especially women of this caliber, that they're going to be doing one thing on the song only to tell them that they're doing something later because, uh, Little Mo is right when she says, what about the split sheets? And for mm-hmm. people who don't know, split sheets are, are what musicians and producers use to figure out, like, who gets what percentages of the song. So who wrote this much of the song or who, who produced this much? Because that determines how people get paid when the, when the songs get downloaded or get bought. Mm-hmm. So she's real about that when she says, let's do this split sheet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm with her. Well, I just want to go back a little bit because when she was in the studio with her producer and with her manager Cheryl they were talking about the follow up single Cheryl 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 (laughs) they were doing the they were having this conversation about you know the next single has to be hot the next single has to be hot and you know there was this there was talks of an album now me again how long ago was that song because that song was a long time ago and you still haven't put out an album so you're gonna put a song how are, I'm quite confused on why are you putting an album attached to that song that was done over a year ago? Why don't you just make a new album? 
Well, because it wasn't released. What are you talking about? Are you talking about? I thought it was. I was under the impression they were talking about an album that was going to be released. That Jesus, whatever song was right. with the dress, that song came out last year. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think that they were. I think they were talking about her next album, this new song. I thought they were talking about because there was a there was a talk about it being the B side and it, and um the being like the um being the I guess the B side or something uh, like a bonus. Yeah. Right, right. The I think, new single like it being that, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I, I was under the impression that they were trying to figure out if this new single was going to go on her new album or if it was going to be a bonus track separate from the album. Oh, I thought that they were talking about the song that she had and then making it as uh making this either be a part of either a bonus or just another single to push the wave of this album that she's putting. I thought it was that Jesus song was a part of the upcoming new album. Right. And yeah, yeah. She wanted to add a bonus track to that with the the women. Right. But I thought that was weird because it seemed like it was very like a spiritual based uh, album. Then why I, are you doing these? Is it a spiritual you know based album? Saying? Well, I, I, that's it, what I recall for doing the uh, doing the season one. How she wanted to do some kind of inspirational thing so i mean i could be wrong or maybe it was just a song but if it, my my point is it seemed a little off from the beginning just with the conversation right. of single bonus and mm. if the song was already if part of the song was already done then she should have just came to him and said you know the, the, the part of the song is done um i need you guys to you know do your part blah blah, blah. and then once once all of that happened when they were in the studio and they were uh, having the, the discussion about background then shante said you know you can she said that you can play um that there's room for you know the first and second verse and for the chorus so do you think she said that after the fact that the girls felt a certain kind of way or do you think that she mm -hmm. just forgot to say it no, got I to think, mention it. I think she just added that in. Added right. After seeing their faces and how it just went totally left. And you could you could tell they're the type of people who, like, even if they don't say <clears> it, <throat> they, they like to ooze their um, emotions through their body language. So I could tell they went from, hey, we about to do this, we about to do this, to what is going on? And then Chrisette tried to, like, hype it back up and being like, oh, that's all I need to know and I'm excited to do this. But at that point, I think it, everybody was unhappy with it not going however they felt it should have gone. Right. I, I just think that it was juvenile. I mean, for Shantae to be like, ain't nobody looking at me. So even though they're saying it's okay, their body language is saying that it's not. And for her to be like, well, we're done, you know, for the day. I thought that was juvenile. Mm -hmm. And I thought she, they've already recorded. <laughs> Let them finish their parts. And then you can decide later if you don't like it. And if, if you need to call them back in for, but if, I think that's a waste of people's time. Don't tell me I'm coming somewhere. And money. Right. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me I'm coming somewhere and you need my services and I'm doing this for you. And you already kind of look at making it look shady because now I'm like, hold on. Did you, are you trying to put me on a background? Like, mm -hmm. what is this? To me, it's like that's that's a, a bad use of people's time and that's inconsiderate. And so I feel like she should have just continued <clears throat> the session and said, all right, go ahead. Everyone finish what they got to do. And then afterwards, talk about it and say, hey, I felt you know, I thought there was some shade there or there was some some heat coming off y'all from the body language. Let's talk about it. But that should have been after everything was done. And then to just end it abruptly the way she did. I right. felt I felt she was out of pocket in so many ways. And then the fact that singing background is very difficult, uh, mm -hmm. because you have to adjust to the lead singer. So if you are a riffer and a runner, 
you can go and sing on, say, like Ashanti Moore's um, uh, 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 do background because if you are a lead singer and you are typically just a runner or you like to riff a lot, you can't be riffing and running doing backgrounds for a singer whose style is not like that. Right. So to even bring someone in like a little Mo or Clot um, or um, Chris uh, uh, Chrisette who who they tend to run in their songs. Mm. So to even have them be a part of the song to do background, you know, it's a good thing that little Mo has background experience, although she hasn't sang since 1998. But the fact <laughs> right. that at least that they had the experience, it's, I don't think the, I don't think it was well thought out. And I yeah. thought the manager right. thought that it would be a good idea for the sake of the more women, the more R&B divas on the song, the more attention it can give, thus making it sell. But I think that's like cutting it short because if you're going to get these type of women to participate and have these type of quality voices and, you know, influence was the whole, you know, I guess hitch to it too. Then I would imagine she should have made it more, even if it was just background. I don't think it was necessarily that was the issue, but you're going to take people who have a great talent and make them do something that is, you know, difficult to be a background, but your whole thing is to, to add, be an element to add to whatever the soloist is doing instead of it being something where I want y'all just to go and we're going to make some kind of chemistry of y'all styles. Even, so mm-hmm. it was like, I mean, even just say that. Okay. Y'all stop trying to sing with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all stop trying to make songs with each other. I just I am a I'm I agree. A, I feel like each one of these women are so different and maybe okay, maybe you guys can do a song together for Puerto Rico because that's a good cause. But stop asking each other to be on each other album unless everything is I'm talking about from the jump. If you gonna come to me and ask me to be on your song, you better know exactly what is my percentage. How much of this am I singing? Like don't just leave it up in the air because then that's not fair. That's a good point too. A lot of the ideas are always so um uh, new when they are presented to the women is so unstructured that and, right. they're not well thought out. Yeah. Right. yeah, it's like why are you keep coming up to me with it? I got this idea. I got this idea, and then <laughs> my emotions get involved, and you realize, oh, well, now I gotta cater to my feelings. If they knew, okay, I want you to do this, just like you said, then people would accept what they're being given. But if you're given in a situation that is always wavery, and everybody can kind of do their tidbit in to get either more or less or whatever, mm-hmm. I think that. Is is not the right way to do it. And I'm not even gonna front. All of them singing eight parts, it doesn't sound good. It's not because they can't sing. They, it's just the beginning of the song, and all of them in the studio singing their parts. I really was like, I don't want to hear this. I liked, I liked, uh, I liked um, Crochet's part. Yes, I liked her little part. But they were all singing very like, like uh, that's let's what I'm just saying because it was kind of like because because yeah. and they also didn't get what the point was. They were like, okay, well, like, am I, I guess I'm singing background now, so here I go. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's they got the wool pulled over their eyes, and they didn't like that. And I get it. Two more things before we move on. Did you like the song? Um, yeah, but I and I I liked it to the point where I didn't feel like anybody needed to be added to it. Okay. I thought it was a nice song, but if it is associated with something that's supposed to be spiritual, I thought it was going it's like left as far as a package deal. Because mm-hmm. I think that's the point is making it something that draws you into her package. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it necessarily did that. I would have to hear it done done to see. If, this is but this is what I think she should have done. She sh- I feel like Shantae, you got the song done, put it on the album, and then create a bonus track, which is like the remix to it. Part with two the mm-hmm. with the girls and the call and response. So now yeah. you got two versions of it. You know what I mean? Part one, part two. See, you know? That's how you think. And then you put that on paper and then present it to the right. woman. So they can mm-hmm. be like, oh. And then you get money and from two songs instead of just one, Shantae. Hello. What did you think about 
that she didn't invite all the girls. Misha Lay and Claudette was not asked. I was fine with that because of how bad it went. It was just really <laughs> worse. I was like, you can't figure out just adding three women to all of them. Would it just been? And then, I, I mean, what's the specialness as, or show-wise as far as the separation between that and Puerto Rico? I think, you know, that should be the only all the women together. And if it, I like seeing different relationships happen. And if that could inspire collaborations, I wouldn't mind seeing that. But, like, don't add no more hints to the... the I don't know. I think she can yeah. ask um, Claudette because Claudette can sing better than her. I think Claudette can sing better. Stop. Hold on one second. No, no, no. Hold on. That don't confuse that. Don't confuse that with the range. Cause Shantae has that. Mm-hmm. That's hands down. The girl got it. But I'm just saying when I'm listening to music, it's something about Claudette's voice. When she, even when she does the little, uh, in between, like in between oh. the, the scenes and she's singing. I hate I those. Just, so but I she can sing. Really it does, but I'm I'm just saying when you if you're gonna compare their voices, I'm sorry, it's something there's a timber in in Shantae's voice. I mean in, in uh Claudette's voice that I think is A, I don't think they should be put together and B, I think it sounds better. Sorry. Okay. Claudette's my favorite. Okay. Um I will <laughs> I will one hundred percent See it's his favorite too. Because but you like how she looks. Different thing. But <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. No, Claudette can sing. I'm not she could sing. She writes well, but you know, I like I, I like, like I like range, power, I like versatility, and Shantae gives me all of that. Claudette does not. She she gives less. But you know, if <laughs> if you disagree with me, I'm sure I'll get in the tweets or the YouTube messages. That's just my opinion. That's hers. So um, I thought that it was a little little. I kind of wondered why she didn't invite the two, but I can't see if she wanted if she wanted background singers. It does make sense that she got those because they have background experience. Michelle is a lead singer. Her voice is is very unique, and mm-hmm. I don't want I don't think well, I can't see Michelle singing background because. But the, hold on, so you can see Chris said who's never sung background as a background singer. Yeah, because there's That's more. Like there, but Michelle's voice is very. Um, I can't see Michelle singing a singing a background part. Like singing background, why like the shoe wops and the doo wops? Because her voice is different. Her different, so, and it may but not be. Everybody able, else is too. Leela has a very different yes, voice. But I don't feel like Michelle's voice can blend doing background that fits Shantae's uh, style of uh, of music. But but the, I, I but, will say but, that I didn't think Leela did either, though. I don't think Leela's Leela's voice would like mesh with theirs. And then Chrisette, the way she sings. I didn't think hers did either. Okay, well, let's, we have to move on. Let's just go on to one more thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, speaking of Chrisette, so now she had this, um, she had a concert at the Savoy. <laughs> um, and <laughs> she called some, I'm sorry, y'all, she called some, the Savoy ghetto. I was, they should feel real mad about that. They should, <laughs> she, I thought they, that too. She threw them so much shame. Um, <laughs> and I, apparently the promoter, Jonathan, said that you're going to go on 15 minutes later because it's okay to keep the crowd waiting. Um, I actually attended this event. You remember? I, oh yeah. And I, you guys could not make it. No, you it was, didn't even invite us. You yes, shady. I did. I still got the text messages. See, I learned okay. from the RB divas. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> so I went to I went to the event at the Savoy. Um, it is kind of ghetto. It is. It's, I mean, it's. I was I was quite surprised to to I was surprised that she was there, but I was surprised that her mom went off. As far as the the venue, Shantae said that the sound is not so great. Right. And I was there. Um, I honestly wasn't paying attention, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I mean, did she? Obviously, then it wasn't that she, bad because if you, if it was, you would have remembered mm, that it was bad. Well, I was I got there late. Um, we have a we have a picture, but I was there, and um, and when I got there, I, <laughs> when I got there, I went straight to Little Mall, and we were going in about some stuff. So, um, <laughs> I wasn't really paying attention. But that's when I met. That's when I met all the ladies. And when I got there, I didn't realize that they were still taping the R&B Divas. So oh, okay. I hopped up on the platform and I just started sitting down and little, and we just going in and I didn't even realize that we were being videotaped. So probably why most of it was cut out was because I ruined footage. See, so. man, you like messing stuff up. My bad. But the couple songs that I, that I heard Chris said do. Why do you look like Anthony Hamilton in this like stuff? I do. I do. Well, but. It was a lot of people there. Um, it was a lot of people there. The yeah. one or two songs that right. I heard her sing, I thought she sounded great. But I do think that I like I like the fact that Chrisette doesn't like to have her fans waiting. Right. And I like the fact that she didn't like that, and her and her and that her mom, her manager, was very vocal about that. But mm. um, I wonder how the Savoyvilles feels about them being publicly dissed about their sound, the venue, and being ghetto, yeah, and, and how black and how you know uh, that's why we don't do stuff for black folk. I was. And, and this is on TV One, so I, I was. <laughs> I feel like, look, if the truth hurts, then baby, you better fix something mm-hmm. because it's not the, it's not a dig at them that their sound system is not great. The sound system is made great. Mm-hmm. If it was great, then nobody would complain about it. Fix your sound system. And, uh, it, or and, the, and they had sound check, and our uh, the the sound the sound on their earpiece still went out. See, that's what I'm saying. So it's like I I don't. I don't feel bad for the Savoy because I feel like if your stuff is bad, then people call you out on it. You can't be mad. Mm-hmm. Fix your stuff. Fix your sound system so that you don't have people on a national television show talking bad about you. And on top of that, the girls were there a very long time. I got there around midnight and I remember Little Mo saying how tired she was because they've been there since nine. So. Hold on. Wait a minute. You got there at midnight? Mm-hmm. That's why you don't remember Chrisette Michelle's performance because she said she went on stage at 11.30. She went on 11.45. Get it right. Oh, so he did make her... No, she said that he told her to... She said on the show that, that she was not going on at 11.45 anymore. She... It was it was close to 11.45 because oh. when I got there, they said that she had just finished... Um, She was in the middle of the second song. See, Bam don't even... He didn't even hear nothing. So, but... You can't hear after the but show. In, but in, <laughs> no, but the show went on for a while and then around 1.15, it was party time. Oh, so how many songs did she say? How long did she say? Like an hour? She probably did, I don't know, maybe like five songs. Yeah. Okay. She did five really songs. So that, that little one song that she did, that, right. you know, that was, um, that was just one song. But that's, I mean, she's yeah. a good, she's a professional. I will give her yeah. that because I'm sure no one knew mm-hmm. except for the, the other professionals in the room that could have even, they possibly guessed. Like Shantae said, I, I heard, I saw her kept yeah, doing this. Yeah, she kept doing this with her. Right, right. So other than that, I don't think anyone knew that her sound went out. So sh- shout out to Chrisette Michelle for being the most beautiful professional and letting the show go on. Well, uh, let's go into some, do we have any news and gossip? I don't have anything. Okay. I don't have any to discuss. So let's go into predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. <clears throat> I predict it's going to turn up. I don't know what's going on with these women, but I think they're going to start getting back to the old fighting each other thing, which I don't like. I actually like this, uh, the L.A. women, because they bring a lot to the table as far as what I think is great for people who are aspiring to be them to see, which is the performances, the the albums, them in the studio, them actually working. But um, for some reason, I feel like... uh, 
the producers and and just reality TV shows in general right now are really thriving off of you know bickering between uh, people and that emotional crap. Which I mean, I don't mind and I accept it for what it is, but I want to see them just do what they're supposed to be doing, looking diva and top notch and all that kind of stuff. So, but I, I, from the previous, it looks like they just start turning on each other. Uh, my prediction is is that this Puerto Rico song is not going to be all that it's cracked up to be, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a whole lot of fighting about it. Yes. My prediction, I don't think they're going to go to how it went last year or with the um, with the Atlanta. I, I think not. there's going to be drama that's going on, but right. I think we're still going to see music. We're going to see individual stories from all of these uh, from all of these ladies, and there's going to be little pieces here and there. I think obviously the Puerto Rico that's that's the thing sure. as a unit that's going to cause problems. Right. But I think. I think it will go well, but I think there's just going to be problems and it's going to be a bunch of back and forth. I don't want to do it. Yes, I'm going to do it. I think it's going to go back and forth, but I, I think it'll be fine. But I, I think so far the season is going well. Mm-hmm. And um, I just hope to see music from these uh, divas. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now let's let everyone know where we can be found on social media before we wrap up. You can find me at Twitter at all eyes on black or Instagram and T the number two black. And as always, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Meg Scoop, like scoop of ice cream. Hit me up. And you can find me at all social media at Bam Erickson. We want to thank you guys for tuning in to another episode Word here on AfterBuzz TV for RB Divas LA Season 2. We'll see you guys next week. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 